This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. Welcome to an exciting new Beyond the Bench production. I am Trey Rowland. I'm going to introduce this new entity. I know that we told you guys a couple weeks ago we were expanding the On the Bench podcast feed. It's starting to become a network where obviously you're going to get the flagship On the Bench show, but we wanted to start to give you some insight into the other talents, traits, personalities on this Knowles 24-17. We've never been bigger, never been more like diverse of thought, and we got a lot of different perspectives. So this is the first one, the first Beyond the Bench production. And this one is very special, near and dear to my heart, because this is the first episode of Noel Thy Enemy featuring Dangerous Dane Draper. Dane, what? how are you doing, my man? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Trey. How about you? I'm good. I'm chopping it up with the young bull. This is something Dane really has a talent, especially for the personnel of other teams. So this is going to be like kind of a quick hitter, shorter form podcast. It's going to be a companion piece to a lot of the stuff that Kevin Little of X's and Knowles does. He really does great solo videos, so subscribe to the Knowles 24-7 YouTube, the X's and Knowles YouTube. He's going to delve really into the scheme, the X's and Knowles, a.k.a. the name of the channel. And we're, what we're going to do here, Dane has really great personnel knowledge, so we're going to focus on the Jimmy and Joes. So we're going to talk about it every week. We're going to give you key matchups players that we think that FSU needs to focus on and contain so that when you go into Saturday, you will know thy enemy better than everybody else. And I promise I won't try to use that pun anymore just once per episode. I know it's going to get very grating. But Dane, I mean, how are you feeling about it? This was an idea that you directly had, man, so I'm happy that I get to be a part of it. Yeah, I think it could be exciting. I think it offers something that not a lot of other people are doing, and I think we can do a good job of it. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be better than you know they're good and they suck. That's kind of how a lot yeah. of the uh, all of the analysis when it comes to like the Florida State game matchup, it's obviously very FSU centric because that's what all the beat has knowledge of. You, my friend, you're a cultured gentleman, a man of Renaissance, a man of culture, so you know about a lot of things. So we're gonna start off on this week zero. We're gonna be talking about the Duquesne Dukes, a team from the Northeastern Conference. They went seven and three last year, five and two in their own conference. I think the only power five team they played was TCU. They lost 45 to three. They did beat Max Sweethearts, Ohio University, the Bobcats, 28 to 26. I think that win was at Ohio's place. So for the level of football they play, they're pretty competitive. But Dan, what really jumps off the page when you look at the Duquesne Dukes? Yeah, um, well, they lose a lot of talent off last season, off last year's team, but um, they also return a few good players. Um, you, like you said, they were 7-3 and three last year. They opened the season at TCU. They take a big loss. That's to be expected. They lose their mm. starting quarterback for the season as well in that game, um, Joe Mishler. Then freshman Darius Parentes comes in. They, uh, his, in his first start, they beat Ohio 28-26. to End up uh, Darius Parentes on his season. They finish 7-2. So um, that's interesting. I think um, 
they don't have they don't really have a set starting quarterback yet. It's still between Mishler and Parenthes. In uh, the depth chart they released, it, there's an or designation in between them as well. So there's that. But I think Mishler will probably be the guy. Okay, a little uh, little prediction action here. Yeah, I don't know if, if Duquesne head coach Jerry Smith and Mike Norvell like they they share any trees or whatever. But my God, do they love ors on the depth chart? Because I was looking at Duquesne, it was all over it. So we'll we'll talk about the quarterbacks. Like you did, like you did mention so adeptly, Dane. They returned ten starters, lose twelve. My favorite one is they lost uh, an all second team conference guard, Roman Masek, to the WWE. Just forewent his senior year of eligibility, went the professional wrestling route, decided to get himself involved with the most legitimate sport there is. I would never fault them for that. But let's go. We, we talked about the quarterbacks, so let's get right into the offense. Um, Darius Perantes, Joe Mishler, those are the two guys. Joe, I think, was actually the starting quarterback for the TCU game before he got hurt. That's, right. who, you, that's who you think is going to start this week when they play Florida State. I think that's the belief around the program right now. Yeah. Okay. What, 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 what's, what's the difference? Is there any differences in the offense, depending on which one's running it? Or do they, they look to be a pretty balanced team, 346 yards per game, about 160 on the ground, 180 passing, very balanced. Is there any difference in the offense, depending on which quarterback's at the helm? I'm not totally sure on that, actually. But as far as body types, the two quarterbacks are different. Um, uh, Parentes is a, is a bigger body guy, while Mishler is, I think, 5'11", 190. Um, mm. but I'm not actually sure as far as how different the offense is between the two. And it, it didn't look it from my kind of initial estimate, uh, Perantes, the Rhode Island transfer, they both seem to be, it's just a balance. It's just a balanced attack. So I don't think that there's going to be any necessarily big difference. It would be interesting to see, like you said, the guy who's shorter of the Statler and Mishler coming off a season ending injury, coming to Tallahassee, Tough environment, at least from what he's used to, going to be some amount of rust. It'll be interesting to see how quickly they start off. Are there any guys to contain? We talked about the quarterbacks. We think it's going to be Mishler. We don't think there's really a, like, there's negligible difference between the two. Who from a skill position is somebody that Florida State should contain or maybe they could have a good matchup against our defense? Well, I think the biggest guy of note is probably Billy Lucas. He was okay. a freshman all-conference running back last year. He's six foot, two hundred five pounds. He's a stronger runner. Um, FSU should have a great run defense, especially against this level of team. But he's a guy that you'd say you should be looking to contain. Um, off last year's team, well, coming into this year, Duquesne, they're losing their top five wide receivers in terms of production, Oof. which is obviously a big deal. Um, and that includes uh, first team All Conference Cyrus Holder wide receiver and he was picked up he was signed by the bears um as an undrafted free agent too so that's obviously a really talented guy that they lose as well as the other four top wide receivers on the team in terms of production um and they bring back a a few guys um they bring back two uh ramon hart and abdul janay i believe is how you pronounce the name Mm -hmm. um from last year that uh, their season was cut short. They they missed the season on injury, and then they bring a handful of transfers in as well, like Dwayne Menders um, from Marie, uh, and he had just over 500 yards on 45 catches. So there's some talent there. There's some production, but not a lot of experience in this system, and especially not with these quarterbacks. Interesting. So, I mean, getting drafted by the Bears is a big deal. Not as 
big as getting drafted by Triple H in the WWE. However, still pretty impressive from a guy from Duquesne. I, I am interested to see if, if the running back is the strength of the team. I think they replaced their entire left side of their offensive line. Isn't that correct, Dane? So it's going to be right. tough to run against the Knolls. Yeah, and that left side of the line, like you mentioned, uh, well, a guy going to the WWE, that's pretty cool. Um, but oh, the, the left so. left tackle position, that was another guy that was uh, was picked up as an undrafted free agent. So that was your left tackle, uh, Jake Dixon, I believe his name. So that's another big deal. You're going to have to replace those guys. I think they're replacing both of them with incoming transfers. So Interesting. We'll see how good they are, but that can't be good. No, I, I yeah, that that's that's definitely a tough day for the afternoon, I would say. And you're talking about a you're talking about a team. I think Jerry Schmidt has been there for 17 seasons. So it's a long tenured coach, systems in place, uh, but still even breaking in half of a new offensive line against a Robert Cooper and a Fabian Lovett. That's a tough ask for anybody. Any X factors from Duquesne on offense based on any replacing a whole shift change on on wide receiver is pretty daunting. And we know about wide receiver issues here at Florida State. Any X factors for their offense against our defense, or do we think that this is the kind of best matchup between Duquesne and FSU? Yeah, I don't think there's any areas where they would think they have some sort of advantage. Um, they have decent size at wide receiver, I'd say, in some in some areas at least. Like um, Ramon Hart, he missed last season with injury, like I said, but he's six three, two fifteen at wide receiver. Oh, nice. A, that sounds promising. Um, and Dwayne Menders, he's a proven guy from Marie. He Oh, just over 500 yards last season. He comes in and there's an or designation with him on the depth chart. So, I mean, I don't know exactly how good these guys are, but um, maybe that's a strong shoot as far as relative to their their team. And, and then we know Billy Lucas is a proven entity. Sure. I'd say one, obviously the key to Florida State stop the run, but I think something that could be interesting, if they do have some size at receiver, it's unproven, maybe try to get them matched up against Florida State's while athletically more gifted, um, shorter nickelbacks, something like that, maybe something against like a greedy Vance. There could be there could be some maybe issues. We've seen Jerry and Jones get kind of bullied from size wise in the past, where he, where even though he's had a much better spring, that could be something for Noel fans to keep their eye on in case they do hit some big plays. Obviously, it's Duquesne against Florida State. They're going to have some stuff specially drawn up for the Noel, so just keep an eye on those guys. Let's move on to the defense. It looks like they base out of a 3-4, and the thing that really pops off to me, Dane, you let me know because you're smarter than me, younger, handsomer, better looking, funnier, all these other adjectives, but what really pops out to me is the size of the those three defensive linemen. Did that also pop out to you when you were taking a look at this team? Yeah, it's, it's a veteran group. Um... And they have some size there, certainly, like uh, A.J. Ackerman, 6'5", 3'10". And, um, and I, who I think is probably the best player on their whole team is, is nose tackle Maxi Radechny. Oh, Maxie my Redechny. God. That's good pronunciation, my man. You're on fire for Duquesne. That's good <laughs> I appreciate it, Trey. Um, but he's actually, I think you'll like this, he's uh, Austrian. And <laughs> oh, I do. And he's got a stout build. I think he lacks length, you could say, when you watch him. He lacks length, but he has a stout build, and he has a ton of power. Um, I think he's a two-time all-time, uh, all-conference selection, and um, he's a senior this year. I, I think um, – and we'll talk about it more, I guess, when we go to matchups, but I think he's probably the guy you want to watch the most uh, from this whole matchup. You know, you can't take too much away from – from a Duquesne versus Florida State matchup, probably. 
But um, if you want to look anywhere, I think it's I think it's that matchup with with Maxi Hedrichny and uh, the interior offensive line of Florida State. <laughs> Perfect on the enunciation. You are right. I am a big as a Guinness guy. I'm a big fan of European stouts. This Max guy is right up my alley. Will be interested too the fact that maybe Duquesne's best player on the entire team is their nose tackle with all of the issues kind of surrounding Florida State at the center position. Like you said, Dane, so adeptly, not really much that you can take away from matchups like these. It will be interesting to see how uh, new, new center starter, new starter at center, Darius Washington, handles a big old burly Austrian like that. Uh, we'll see. Hey, if guys, just, just checking in. Do you like snapping? Get out of here, Brendan. Sorry. The silent producer weighs in to talk about centers. He's on brand at all times. He's uh, zoned out this whole time. Yeah, he just, we, we finally Here's brought him in. Here's his little buzzword center and. He's Jeez. drinking whiskey during the day. That's what brought him in. I chimed in in the private chat with calling the Austrian guy a chode because he lacked length and was stout. I've Aww. contributed. <laughs> he Look ignored it intentionally. But, yeah, you know. professionals like us immediately tried to ignore those type of uh, sophomore comments. But anyway, like Dane said, and like Brendan alluded to with his chode comment, 6-2-3-15 for Big Max at nose tackle. A.J. Ackerman, the defensive end that Dane mentioned, 6 5 3, 10. And their other guy, the runt uh, of the group, Brian Lopez, 6'3", 285. That's about 900 pounds. That's a half ton of beef up there. The Florida State with an improved, we think, offensive line with the transfers is going to have to move around. I think that should be interesting. Any other guys to watch, Dane, at any of the second and third levels from Duquesne's defense, or is it really just defensive line and nothing else to be watching? No, I think they're actually uh, they have some talent across the defense. Um, they have a few guys of note, like Todd Hill. He was a second team uh, All Conference selection last year. He's a 5'10", 240 pound linebacker, another mm-hmm. stout guy. Um, <laughs> he is the leading. Re- he has the most returning tackles on the team. Excuse me. Um, with 38. So that was good for fourth on the team last year, but he's the leading return, returning, leading, leading, returning yeah. tackler. A lot of, that's exactly there. right. There yeah. we go. I gotcha. Uh, and, um, and then Jeremiah Josephs is a, is a, he's listed at free safety on the depth chart. He, he is a second team all conference guy as well uh, as safety. So they have some talent across the defense, I think for their think level so- play. I think so too. That uh, a big linebacker. I do. I would say the leading returning tackler at 38. And I'm getting a lot of these stats, and I sure Dane is too outside of his outside research. Christian Knee does. He does an absolutely fantastic 247 article on the opponents. Obviously, check out that in conjunction with Kevin Little's like scheme-based solo videos. But 38 being the the top guy coming back, they're replacing a lot of production trying to tackle. That could be a tough job for. What'd you say? 5'10, 240, Mr. Hill is. That's right. Yep. That that could be a tough matchup chasing down a Trey Benson in a straight line. Lawrence Tofili out of the backfield. We'll definitely test the depth of that unit. What do you think? Also, I think something to note as well Duquesne is breaking in a new defensive coordinator. So that'll be interesting to see um, what differences that they're going to have from this year coming into next. But what do you think the X factors, the key matchups are? Anything that might give you pause about FSU's offense against Duquesne's defense or maybe some things where Duquesne might frustrate Florida State, at least in the early going? I don't – I mean, I really don't think it would no, be a great not sign <laughs> if they frustrated them too much, right? But right. but again, the, the matchup with Maxi Hadrechny, 
I, I really hope I'm saying that right. You're doing honestly. it great. It doesn't matter. He'll, he, okay. He's a fan. You know he'll call it. <laughs> um, but the matchup with him and the interior of FSU's offensive line, that should be interesting. And beyond just the starting guys, too, because we should see some younger guys get in the game, Yep. Um, especially in the interior. So that'll be interesting to see. I think that'll actually be interesting to see. I'm with you. I, I do think initially maybe first quarter, the nose tackle center thing will probably be the most interesting matchup that I want to watch. But then I think hopefully as we get into the second half, the younger guys, the Bryson Estes, the Thomas Schraders, things of that nature, maybe Justin Turntine, an older guy, but a guy that's we think is going to play a decent amount this year, them matching up against an experienced big front from Duquesne. I, I think we will be able to take some things out of this. Um, Dane, before we wrap it up, are there anything? Because uh, I want to get your game prediction and well, you know, things to watch for, things of that nature. Anything else you want to talk about at the individual units of Duquesne before we kind of wrap this bad boy up? Um, no, not really, but I do want to talk about the defense. Okay, go ahead. Well, like you said, with the defensive coordinator situation, it, they're breaking in a new, a new guy, and they're having a new defensive coordinator there for the first time in 12 years. Oh, wow, uh, I didn't know that. The previous uh, – Dave Opfar, um, he <laughs> come on, he was there for twelve years and uh, and he has just uh, he retired after this past season, so or resigned at least. I'm sorry. Okay. But um, new guy on the block, Mike Craig. He comes from California, PA. Uh, it's another Division two power. Well a division two power, but right. he is coming in with this three four scheme. I think they were absolutely actually. Uh, under the previous regime, under the previous defense coordinator, they based out of a four-two-five, and now they're going with a three-four. And Trey, we know that that doesn't always translate super well immediately. That you know, you're starting to give some people some PTSD, a little Harlan Barnett action. <laughs> but yes, trying to take three-four guys and four-two-five guys and trying to switch scheme philosophies, there are bumps in the road. So it is interesting. It could maybe that'll help negate some of the fact of the, of returning production on the defensive line, asking some of these guys to have new responsibilities. It's interesting. Florida State's a, a team that's got some kinks to work out, but it sounds like Duquesne does too. So I'm good with it. I want a comfortable Saturday, Dane. My blood pressure is already too high. I'm in my mid thirties and I eat poorly, so I want a nice, relaxing time where I can just do nothing and watch Florida State run up the points. Dane, what do you think? I want. I think the line at this game right now is thirty. Florida State 30, minus thirty-four and a half. What do you think? Score prediction and how you think this game is going to generally look? Score prediction. I'll say I would lean minus there on that total. Uh, okay. That spread. Um, I think this is a game you shouldn't have any trouble with. I don't think um, we pointed out the better players in that team, but. Uh, especially breaking in a new base defense, you know, with run fits, there could be some confusion there. Florida State should be a completely dominant team on the ground. Um, I, I think this should be this should be a game where you can just relax and, and watch Florida State run up the score. As far as a score prediction, yeah, man, put you on the spot, brothers. You're this make, your a, um, make a prediction, you coward. <laughs> uh, okay, um, Brendan's so helpful at all times. Yeah, right, as always. Um, so they 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 lost to TCU forty five to three in the first game. That that was the first game of last year. That was against their only other Power Five. However, like we said, they did have a quarterback injury. There is going to be a trick play factor. They do have something special drawn up for Florida State. They have been watching highlights of Jacksonville State. 
they may be fired up than a, a normal team might be for a money game. But what what are we thinking? Something like, like Florida State getting to the fifties this game, like forty eight to six. What is that the kind of range you're thinking of, Dane, or something? Sure, different? I, I think they should score as many points as they want to. Um, That's nice. Uh, something like yeah, something like forty nine or fifty two to six or ten. We'll say that sounds good to me. That sounds um, like a good Saturday for all in all nation. Yeah, and uh, talking about you know, their preparation in Florida state. I did read that they have been blasting the war chant throughout practices uh, this month, which uh, I well, thought was, was noteworthy. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, I'm sure from it coming from their uh, compact 2004 speaker system that they have from their home PCs, I'm sure it's very intimidating, <laughs> but speaking of something that's not intimidating, that's pleasurable to the ears. That is null thy enemy Week zero edition. We kind of did it as a test run. I think it went swimmingly. I can't wait to use kind of Dane's knowledge of personnel for some of the more, to be fair, intriguing matchups where some of these are a little bit more even. But, Dane, I know more about Duquesne than I think people that went to Duquesne. I feel like a Duquesne (laughs) alum, and it's all thanks to you. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I think think we we should probably get out of here. <laughs> Fair enough. Dane's done. I'm done. <laughs> For Dangerous Dane Draper, I am Trey Rowland. First Beyond the Bench production of Noel Thy Enemy. We will see you guys every single week getting you ready for what you need to know before Florida State takes the field on Saturday. Thanks, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.